hello, 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 and welcome to episode 24 of Chasing the Sweet Things in Life. That's the Sweet Paul podcast. Yes, it is. I can't say what this episode is called yet, because that will ruin the surprise for everyone. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it after the break, so you have to stick around. But what are you going to call it? Are you going to give it away in the title? Yeah, that's why I'm not saying the title. Oh, but in the when it comes out, it's going to say the title. Yeah, of course, but you know, oh well, whatever. <laughs> People don't read titles. No one's, they don't. No, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about titles. Well, we'll see. Yes, we'll. <laughs> we'll just title it a special surprise. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Surprise. Okay. We are now on, I mean, I don't even know what day it is or, I mean, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Is, is it Tuesday? And it's week? I think this is week eight or seven. I think maybe seven. I'm honestly not sure. As I can now totally uh, relate to the Dowinger Countess when she said, what's the weekend? Yeah. At Downton Abbey. I can totally, because like, there's no difference anymore. Yeah. I still think though, that there's still like a little bit of a difference in the weekend. Like you kind of like, well, you kind of want it to feel different. Yeah, but it's... it's, And you anticipate it feeling different, but it doesn't feel any different. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, some of our, the friends we have here that we see the most do work During the week, Mm -hmm. they have like proper day jobs Mm -hmm. working from home. So if we get to see them, it's on a weekend. It's on a weekend. That's true. That's true. And if we see them, it's just in their big backyard. We stay six feet apart. Yeah. We're just like in the swimming pool or in the swimming pool, six feet or lounging. But we, yeah, we keep our distance. Yeah. And we've only seen them like maybe two or three times in seven weeks. Yeah, I'm, I have to admit, I'm kind of longing for, like, human interaction. Yes. I really do, because even when I, the few times we've gone to Trader Joe's to, like, shop, I'm, like, dying to talk to people in line and, and just, like... Yeah, it's weird because... I don't know, let's have a conversation. We're not super social people, and we love being at home, and we're at home a lot, so it'll be interesting to see what changes once... Things are back to normal. The thing is, for us, it's not going to be that much change because, as you said, we're not running around the streets. And yeah, to and bars I also hate and- saying back to normal because I don't want things to go back to normal. I think normal is problematic. Yeah. So hopefully the new normal will be more thoughtful and more prioritized for everyone. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I definitely miss going out to dinner. I'm excited to go to dinner excited to just sort of poke around and browse shops and go to the, the secondhand stores and the consignment yeah. shops and things like that i don't know the movies yeah i miss going to the movies i miss movie popcorn i thought about people that are really 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 social how terrible this must be for them and yeah. as you said we don't really run the streets and you know go to bars and shit so it's it's not really it's yeah, not well, really especially, that uh, big. especially people who are super social who live alone yes yeah that must be really tough really tough oh well hugo's drinking water in the background nothing's changed do you think the dogs notice that there is something going on no I mean, we're normally home a lot. Like, that's the whole point. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think our lives will change that much once we're allowed to 
go out into the world again. For me, obviously, like since I do live events for a, a living, we're just trying to figure out where we fit into the timeline because I think yeah. we're going to be the last of the sort of things that open businesses up. that yeah. can operate public events. But they say this Friday, California's taking the first step to reopening. So here they're opening shops, but only for curbside pickup. Yeah, is which is, a- I mean, I don't know how what that all means, but yeah, you're, you're yeah, going like, to roll up to Hallmark to get a, a, card. a card and they're going to bring it out. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what does that mean? Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Malls aren't opening though, but so no. California has like a four stage reopening and mm. the first stage was obviously stay at home. Only essential businesses. Yeah. Two is still stay at home, but certain things can open. And then three is when a lot can open, but no large events, like no sports with live audiences, no no concerts. So, and then four is when it's like, so I think we're the last phase. So we'll see how long that takes. Mm. Yeah, it could be. But in that list, it's strange. It doesn't say, it doesn't specifically name hospitality. Where in that process can hotels open? Yeah, because if restaurants can open and if you can go into shops, then hotels should be able to open. Yeah, because I mean, I mean just specifically for uh, Palm Springs, it'll be interesting to see how the tourism, when that reopens. Well, one thing is for certain. Americans are not going to like flock to go abroad. So they will travel in their own country. So I think Palm Springs will maybe come out. Yeah, for sure. It'll be one of the hot destinations once people can travel. Yes, we are in Palm Springs. Today is going to be 105. The rest of the week is going to be 107. 107. (laughs) It hasn't been so bad. I mean, we're lucky enough to have a pool, so that helps. We have the air conditioning on, but not too cold. It's because we don't want to waste all this energy. Because it can get very expensive, but it hasn't been so bad. No, the pool really helps. Actually, just before we started recording this podcast, James was like, okay, give me five minutes. I need to cool off in the pool. Yeah. Well, (laughs) because I went on my morning walk, so I was like kind of overheated. So I dipped in the pool and then Mm -hmm. sat down here to do this podcast. She dipped her toes in the pool and now she's here. Okay. So let's say they say tomorrow everything's open. What's the first thing you would do? Probably go to the thrift stores and then go to dinner. Yeah. so if That's you, literally it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really care about anything else. So if you've never been to Palm Springs, the thrift stores and the consignment stores here are of epic proportions. Yeah, really good. There is a lot of rich people that has houses in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling they redecorate every year. Because the consignment stores here are filled to the rim with the most amazing stuff. Well, yeah. Plus, people have lived here and vacationed here for decades and decades. So, yeah. the and stuff- of course, there is a lot of older people here, and you know, some pass away. And yeah, the stuff that ends up in these stores are yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's a range too. I mean, I love going to the little like Angel View, which is a little like charity mm-hmm. thrift stores that mm-hmm. are very inexpensive because you can find some treasures there all the way up to like the, the very high end consignment stores, which are really great and still reasonable. It's not like thrifting. Yeah, we have honestly decorated our entire home with stuff from the consignment and thrift stores. Yeah. The only thing new we have is the bed and the mattress. Yeah. Everything else is from the consignment stores. 
Hugo is chewing his bone and he's like chewing it against the glass coffee table. So it's like banging. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like he does it on purpose to make me crazy. Well, I feel like they, if we don't pay them attention at well, he does it any on time, they will find something for us so that we will meet. Yeah. He lives on the edge. Like if he gets a ball, he'll play with it right next to somewhere it will go under and he can't yes, get it. Exactly. Because then he'll cry for mm-hmm, us to get it mm-hmm. and he's kind of a wimp because the ball can even be next to like a table leg and he's he won't get it yeah because he acts like oh i can't get it I can't <laughs> reach it's it. right there he can oh just reach it with his mouth but he's just like yeah he's kind of wimpy okay anything else we want to say about the lockdown before we take a break hopefully we're starting to see a pin of light at the end of this long tunnel and I hope we can do it in a way where we don't relapse into a full I know, yes. You know, yes, I mean, because there's cuckoo birds trying to... I know, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's just like... Crazy. You're not oppressed. Calm down. Yes, staying at home is not that oppressive. So it's it's fine. No, and it's, you don't it's, need, it's, it's, it's you don't called need, being thoughtful. Yeah, and you don't need a haircut that bad. No. No. Just put it up in a bun. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and don't call yourself pro-life. No. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and you have to pay attention to this, okay? Okay, we are back. What did we do last week? We did something rather special. We did. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell? We got married. Yes, we did. We got married. Love in the time of Corona. Mm-hmm. And it was a... Rather, a wedding to remember. A, a rather peculiar wedding. Yes, I loved it. Yeah, that's not anything we're ever going to forget. Yeah. Okay, first of all, we've been engaged for a couple of years. Yes. We got engaged at... Disney World. No, at no, Epcot, Epcot Center. Epcot yeah. in Florida. And so we've been talking about going to city hall and, and getting married so well there's been lots of like we talked about you know having a big party and yeah, doing yeah which we're still going to do so what i did is i just went online to fill out the marriage license application just to like do it and sort of get it out of the way but the thing is all the city halls are closed so they ended up calling me and saying so we're going to start performing ceremonies in the box office of the regal theater in rancho mirage you heard this right we in a movie theater out front of the Mm-hmm. Where, box you buy, office, where you buy your tickets. Where you buy your tickets. The amazing thing is we love going to the movies. We go to the movies all the time. And, you know, we've always gone to Regal Theaters because Regal has always been sort of around where we live, yes, whether it was Brooklyn yes. or Kingston or here. So I, I was like, can I call you back? And then I talked to Paul. I was like, they're going to be doing ceremonies. And they're like, you don't need to bring a witness because someone will be there. And you can apply for your license and do the ceremony all in one. So I was like, oh, my God, should we just do it? So we decided to do it. And (laughs) it was so cute because we literally have bandanas covering our faces, right, as face masks. It honestly looks like we are robbing the regal movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there and filled out all the stuff, took our little oaths 
She performed the ceremony, the clerk or whoever she is from the county of Riverside. We exchanged rings that we've had. It was so sweet. And our friend John was there and thankfully took some pictures, which are really good. We'll post it on Sweet Paul. We'll post it. So I guess because we're recording this and telling you, we have to announce to the world that we... Yes. We are now married, but... Yeah, Yeah, it was was really... I don't know. I get very, like, giggly when I get, like, a little nervous. I was kind of, like, giggling through the whole thing. Also, it was so surreal because we're standing there and we are actually wearing bandanas and looking like we are robbing the box office. Yeah. There was even someone there from Regal, from the the movie theater. Yeah, the owner of that theater. Yeah. So I said to him, like, jokingly, well, it wasn't really a joke. It was more like, I said, free tickets for life. Yeah. I don't think Yeah, I think he may have posted a picture on their Instagram, but we haven't really looked for it. So, yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. And not really what we kind of... No, it's funner than just, yeah. yeah, it's actually funner and more interesting than just going to the city hall. No, totally. So I'm now a married woman and <laughs> very excited to be married to Paul. And, and we had an amazing wedding lunch. Oh, yeah. Our reception dinner oh, was Mickey epic. D's. We got a bunch of Mickey D's and came home and ate. It was delicious. And then Paul baked a delicious cake. Yeah, I was like, we have to have Just something. Like blueberry, so I made, blueberry whipped I made, cream cake. I made like a Norwegian, as we call it, which translated to soft cake which is just a sponge cake with whipped cream and i made homemade blueberry jam and fresh blueberries and it was actually very delicious yeah if you so, hear something in the background it's the dogs, the dogs now are playing. are playing with each other they haven't done that all day but of course now we are not paying them attention so they're trying to like look at us look look what we yeah, can we do we literally stopped this podcast five times trying like getting them to stop so our wedding reception, I remember when we lived in Brooklyn, we were like, oh, we should maybe do it in the restaurant at Bergdorf Goodman. And we had all these plans. Yeah, all these and fabulous it, plans. So it went from like a wedding lunch at Bergdorf Goodman to McDonald's. McDonald's. After yeah. the Regal Theater. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. So maybe we'll have a reception in the fall. We're trying to think of maybe an October date just to have a little party. But until then, mm-hmm. we're just nesting, <clears throat> newlyweds. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else we can do. Okay. Shotgun wedding. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? <laughs> Isn't that a sh- do they call it shotgun wedding? Because she's the bride she's is pregnant, pregnant, and the, and the dad, and the dad is, is standing has there. the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love it. I'm into it. (laughs) So, yeah, we're married. Yeah, so you can send gifts to... No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we haven't decided what... We're probably just going to try to do like a a honeymoon fund or something. Yeah, we should do that. But online registries are kind of a little bit uninspired. Yeah, it's also... I mean, if anyone has any tips on what we should do, please send it to us. It's also, we kind of want to pick the stuff ourselves. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, and we are so busy these days, so we can't really... Yeah, but we'll see. We will keep everyone informed on where to send the gifts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so that was our big... I mean, that's kind of big news. Yeah, it is. So this Probably anticlimactic for everyone, but... Maybe we should call the episode Corona Wedding. Married to Corona. Love in the time of Corona. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, we can call it that. That's actually very cute. I like that. 
We are going to take a break and then we're going to come back with some questions. Okay, we are back with a section of the podcast called What's Up, Sweet Paul? What's up, Sweet Paul? And also just reminding me today, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We should have, this should have been the Cinco de Mayo episode. Well, I'm do sorry. You know what, do you know what Cinco de Mayo celebrates? Most people think it's the Mexican independence, but it's not actually. It's just a celebration of their victory over the French at oh. one point oh. in a, a battle oh. with the French. Like, they were, all odds were against. The Mexicans. Yeah, but they overcame. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They kicked that French ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so, cool. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Well, I have tons of avocados. Yeah, we'll try to do some so sort we'll of Mexican. So we'll have some... Uh... Do we have carnitas? No. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. First question. Kate. Yes. From Brooklyn. Hi guys, still listening to the podcast and really enjoying it. Thanks. I have a question. I feel like I sort of romanticized Brooklyn. You spoke of how you were happy to move out of New York City, but did you enjoy living in Brooklyn at all? And if so, what were your favorite things about it? Also, I stumbled on a website from a store called Moth in Chicago. I am really enjoying perusing its offerings on what it says is a Japanese Scandinavian aesthetic. And it made me think of you. And I wondered if you knew of it. I do see how there seems to be similar aesthetic. I think of it as functional yet naturally beautiful, sort of close to raw, sort of in a close to raw way. My favorite approach to art and craft. Do you think that is accurate for your experience of growing up in Norway, Paul? If so, I'd find it interesting that the two cultures have that overlap. Isn't Scandinavian culture actually heavily influenced by Japanese? Yes. Like, that's actually a real how their a Scandinavian aesthetic was informed, right? Was Japanese? Well, no. But I mean, there's, from the turn of the century, it was definitely an influence. And it was an influence all over Europe or all, all ja- over the Japanese. world. Japanese. Japanese yeah, aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. The Scandinavian aesthetic from way back has always been very minimal. It's all about... The material, and it's all about form for function. There's no really extra like thrills and no, no, whistles. It's, 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 it's all about like beautiful and purposeful. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like you know shaker furniture. Yeah, that you know it's beautiful, but it's very you know it's it's meant to be used, and it's yeah. meant to be used in a very simple way. Yeah, every interior in Scandinavia is white. Do you think that's because of the dark? Oh, definitely. The dark winters? Definitely, Yeah. yes. Yeah, when you, if you ever go to Scandinavia, you will be surprised over how white everyone's home is. Yeah, the interiors. Yeah, yeah. the interiors. It's very um, like, yeah, it's white walls, artwork, and light wood. Yeah. A lot of Everything's wood. off the floor. Like, there's no clunky anything. No, no, it's no, no, all, no. Everything's no. on legs. It's very simple. And yes, there is a definite influence by japanese yeah. aesthetic totally. i have i have not heard of this store moth in chicago i'm totally gonna look it up after this i hadn't either and i did i looked it up when i saw this question coming in and it's a beautiful store and it's definitely has that yeah. it's more japanese than scandinavian yeah but you know it's all 
the ceramics that the Japanese and the Scandinavians make are very similar. Yeah. A lot of the textiles. All um, the natural materials like yeah. wood and wood, ceramic. Wool, wool, leather. Leather. Yes, it's very, very much connected. Like but you know, teak. That, yeah, but it was a whole thing. Like It started in, like the, I guess, the 20s. It was called like Japanese in French, and it just like influenced furniture, fashion, yeah. clean lines, yeah. definitely. So yeah, there's a big, yes, it's connected. The question about Brooklyn, yes. I mean, I moved to Brooklyn in, to Williamsburg, Brooklyn in 2001. And this is when, you know, I had known about what was happening in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, but I moved there in 2001 when there, where there was like one cafe, one little vintage store called Ugly Luggage. There was the Al Cafe. There was only maybe like five new businesses there. And it was very early. And it was such an amazing time. Because for a long time, it was the highest concentration of people under 25 in the world. Yeah. So cool. Ran the streets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Acting up. Acting a fool in my 20s. And it's almost unrecognizable today. I mean, it's all high-rise buildings. And so many cool things have come out of Brooklyn for decades and decades and decades. And it just, you know, as far as it's definitely the coolest of all the boroughs has always been. It is fabulous to live in Manhattan. It really is just because it's like you could literally walk anywhere, which is great. You don't have to get yeah. on the subway. No, we, I love Brooklyn for a, a long time. Yeah. And I'm, it's fabulous until it isn't. Yeah, I, I loved living there for a long time too. What really got me was all the construction. Yeah. Once they started putting up, literally there was like a high rise going up. Like five of them simultaneously in like a five block radius. Yeah, it was it, insane. It was we out woke of up every morning at like seven o'clock from jackhammers. And it was all day. And even they got permission so they could do it on Saturdays and Sundays. It was insane. You know, it created so much noise and dust and traffic. And it became kind of like unbearable to live there. I got over it very fast. And I was super happy that we moved out. But yeah, I mean, if we had come after all this was done, maybe it would have been different. But yeah, I just couldn't deal with all the... The noise. All the noise and all the construction and, and the all traffic the traffic. And, and it's Brooklyn's really, dirty. And it's really expensive. It's so expensive so and it's really expensive. dirty. And Williamsburg doesn't even have trash cans. Yeah, it's... If you go on the street and you have like, let's say you've been walking around and you've been eating a sandwich, there's nowhere to... To throw anything nowhere, away. They don't yeah. even have trash cans. Yeah. But they have like $10 million apartments, but there's no trash cans on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So you just walk down from the apartment you're paying four or $5,000 a month for, and mm. there's garbage everywhere. It's cuckoo. So we realized that we could, you know, we moved to Kingston and then eventually moved to Palm Springs and could have something so beautiful and luxurious. And for half the price. For half the price. Yeah. Plus yes. the peace and quiet. Yeah, and I also will say that New York and Brooklyn is not exactly the center of the universe. No. There is a lot of amazing stuff. Yeah, it's not the center of the universe. There's so much cool stuff going on. Yeah. All and, over. and the thing is, is even coming to California, the thing that's so ironic is I always said, oh, I could never live in L.A. And, and of course, I don't want to live in L.A. But living in California in Palm Springs... I've realized that, you know, New York was always like, oh, it's fashion. It's fabulous. Right. But you know what? California is so much more conscious 
of the people. Oh, yeah. It's much more hippy-dippy, so the healthcare is better. The corona relief is better because in a lot of ways, it's just a much more – it's a much softer and more – empathetic state than new york new york is very like new york is kind of like new york is very kind of like gangster you know mafioso kind of vibe to new york it's just like suck it up whereas california is much more hippy dippy and yeah. and yeah, so california is more like tell me about your feelings yeah california yeah. is much more humanist than new york is so there's just a, i think a better quality of life overall in the state And so I'm glad that I ended up here to be able to experience that right now. Next question. Lisa from Santa Monica says, we are now in the seventh week of our lockdown. Okay, so oh, was seven. that, did you just get, so the, that came this week? Yeah, it came two days ago. Okay, so we are in our seventh week. Okay. Once this is all oh over. So Santa Monica is in, oh, that's California? I don't know. Yeah, Lisa from Santa Monica. That's in oh, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. We are <laughs> now, each, I don't know. We are now in the seventh week of our lockdown. Once this is over and you guys can do whatever you want, what is the first thing you'll do? I'm dire need of a haircut, so that's on top of my list. We talked about it a little bit, what we would do, but I'm sort of excited to go back to the groomer that Paul and I get, like, some waxing done. Cause you know, men in a certain age get a lot of hair places where you don't want hair, and <laughs> we get a lot in our noses and our ears. <laughs> so we go once a month and we get... Get waxed. Our nose hair is junked out of our cranium. Yes. And it, and I sounds, love it. it sounds really painful and terrible, but it's actually not. No. Okay. It's just as Most people would, yeah, sensation. Getting your nose hairs waxed, which now with Corona, I don't know if that's a good idea to do. But you think it would be, like, I expected it to hurt so badly. And when I'm a dozen and I also, I get actually very sleepy when he's just like fiddling and putting wax on me and stuff. I'm like, I love it. I almost fall asleep. Yeah. Because you know, the wax is warm. It's very like comforting. And even when, you know, he shoves it up my nose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind. It just feels like being pampered, getting groomed. So grooming for sure. I have had my back waxed once and that was painful. That was painful. I wonder why it's. That was maybe because really it's a, more of a surface. Yeah, and it's the thing yeah. about getting your nose waxed is that I think because it's in a concentrated area and it happens all at once, it happens before your mind can process that. Like that might that it's be just true. been yeah. freaking traumatized. Whereas waxing like a large area, your mind catches. Mm-hmm. You, it's just like mm-hmm. hello, hello, mm-hmm. red alert, red alert, because it's an ongoing thing. But all I can say is it was painful. Yeah. The first things I want to do, what's on top of my list is a pedicure. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get these feet fixed. Back in order. Pedicure, haircut, dying to go and see a movie. I want to sit in a movie theater. I want to have a big Diet Coke and I want to have the biggest thing they have of popcorn. I'm just going to bring like a garbage bag and have them fill it up. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. I want to go to the consignment shops. I'm dying to go to the, a restaurant and sit down. I want to go to Drag Queen Bingo. Yeah. Just the stuff we used to like to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, just yeah. like normal stuff. Nothing crazy. And I certainly want to get back to putting on our makers markets and curating. Yes. That's very um, important. Those people again, because I miss them and people need to get back to work. Thanks, Lisa. Mari. Mari, M-A-R-I. Mari from Boston says, hey guys, love the podcast. Paul and I. 
Paul, I have a question for you. When I was a little girl, my grandparents took me to Norway on vacation. Oh my gosh, so cool. Lucky girl. We had the most wonderful time in this beautiful country. I really want to go back soon. We had a dessert that was made of apples, whipped cream, and some crumbled cookies. What was that, and do you have a recipe? So what I think that was is something we call tilslørte bonepiker. And translated, it's peasant girls dressed in veils. What? Yeah, I know. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's a layered dessert, like a trifle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You make like an apple compote. So it's layers of that. It's layers of sweetened whipped cream. And then it's actually not crumble cookies. It's breadcrumbs that you toast in a pan with sugar and cinnamon. Oh, interesting. And you layer that, and it is delicious. It's really, really, really good. That's really interesting. I've never heard of doing a sweet breadcrumb. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, you can totally do that. And again, why it was, you know, Norway used to be a very poor country. I think that was a way to use up old bread. Of course. Because that's what it of course. is. And, you know, Instead you, of just a crouton for a salad, you did a dessert. Yeah, we didn't have croutons back then in Norway. There's no croutons. Well, no, but you used stale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they used stale bread. Oh, did you not put croutons on a salad? <clears throat> not in the 1800s, I think. Oh. This is a very old, this is a, a very, very old, old dessert. Yeah. Oh. And we have the recipe on our website. Just search for dessert plus apple and you will find it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's actually super delicious. It's kind of like a fallish dessert. You should do a stale bread story. Because <laughs> I'm sure that every culture yeah, has, has a day-old bread, yeah, whether no, it is a do. crouton. Or, or, yeah, they totally do. Like gazpacho needs stale bread. Yes. There's pastas that need stale bread. Yeah, There's actually that uh, panzanella salad. Yeah. A tomato salad. That well, has especially now bread. because everyone's learning how to bake bread. Yeah, what are they going to do with all this bread? Okay. <laughs> Siri, day old bread or stale bread story? Absolutely. Yay. Old bread. Okay. Is that it for now? That's it. Yeah, so that was our <laughs> wedding <laughs> Our wedding episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We got married last week. I don't know what we're going to get into this week. <laughs> we keep talking about getting another dog. Please, we cannot no, adopt no, no, another no. dog. No. No. So, oh my God. We have, so last week we had first one day we had a couple of friends coming over here and they brought a puppy which was a mix of like a terrier and a chihuahua and something yeah, else. Yeah, a tiny little whip of a dog. But it was sweet. I never so experienced sweet. yeah. a sweeter she was dog very ever. Sweet. And then a couple of days later we went to our friend's house and they had a tiny little pug puppy. Yeah. So we're kind of like shoes. Ugh. So we have, yeah, it's like so, my biological clock is yes, ticking. Yes, absolutely. So we're getting puppy stir crazy. We're getting puppy fever. Yeah. yeah. And when we do socialize with people, it's only in the backyard yes. and we stay six feet absolutely. away. Absolutely. So, so don't not, judge us. We're being very careful. Yeah. But the dogs are not six feet away. The no, dogs where are we right cuddle with the dogs. Faces. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, right. if you like this podcast, please rate us and maybe give us a review. We really appreciate that. If you have any questions for us or comments or, you know, just want to say hi, you can send us a direct message on Instagram on Sweet Paul Magazine or send an email to podcast at sweetpaulmag.com. Okay, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.